When I fall, I got parachutes. 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 What you gonna say? What you gonna do? What you gonna gonna say? Is what they say true? And all these questions, I make sure I am still on top. And all these questions, I make sure this train is hard to stop. No matter what I say or do, no matter the song or two, it's me you cannot drop. I'm in a parachute up in the sky. I- I'm in a parachute. I'm soaring down. Parachute. I'm soaring down. When I fall, I got parachute. Politicize every song I sing. Tell you about a reality. You're living in a virtual reality. You're sucking on the tit that feeds you lies. Getting screwed by a system of ties to our demise. We are blamed. Why blame us? That's insane. All we know is pain. Control us for 300 years. Saw epitome of fears in a machine that broke us. Made us get out of focus. Preacher told us stop that hocus pocus. Look what we had. Our culture was just a fad. What they didn't still do is sad. It makes me mad. Why be racist? It's made us faceless. Made us into your slaves. Land slaves for your wage. In this first world country, you're the entire Repeat and recycle. Put more money in guns. We make war to be free. We make war to be free. Are we really? Giving him a all. Giving him a all. Gotta stand tall because I'm giving him a Good morning. When Welcome I'm to I'm Wake the F Up, up on UMFM 101.5. We air Thursdays, 11 to 11.30. My name is Christina. I use pronouns she, her. And my name is Karana. I use he, him pronouns. UMFM 101.5 broadcasts at 1200 watts from the University of Manitoba, located on Treaty 1 territory, the original lands of Anishinaabe, Nihayawak, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. Thanks, Karan. So, uh, it's been an interesting month, hasn't it? Interesting, to say the very least. And a whole month of it, which is even better. It's like a marathon of people attacking abortion rights <laughs> on campus. And not, not just on campus, like uh, they're, they're out there at the women's hospital too. What a great segue into what we're going to be talking about for the rest <laughs> of the <this> show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of, uh, if, if you haven't noticed yet, there's been a lot of uh, anti-abortion activity around the city lately. And that includes on our campus. And we are upset about it, mm-hmm. clearly. Yeah. Um, a few episodes ago, we talked about our encounter with the University of Manitoba student group, which at the time was a part of AMSU. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if they are still, but we certainly haven't heard anything from them since then. That's the group Culture for Life. And we basically talked about how they were masquerading as being anti-sexist while actually just being pro-life. Mm-hmm. So basically what they were doing was saying 92% of Canadians disagree with sex selective abortion. What's your opinion? And they do the thing where they engage people in conversation and then eventually leads to a conversation where they're trying to convince you why abortion is the equivalent of genocide. Which is just a fantastic way to start your morning. Yeah, exactly. In university center. Always. Um, so when that happened, it was me and Christina who primarily saw these two people and we were pretty upset about it Mm -hmm. and it was our idea to go talk to them and find out what was actually happening and when we saw their flyers we were pissed off we were absolutely enraged because 
it was graphic and gory. And I was like, why is this here? And we marched right into Amsu and demanded them to take some action and shut them down, Mm -hmm. which they stopped distributing their flyers and everything. Mm -hmm. But what we hadn't realized at the time was that maybe we were dealing with a bigger issue, which is the CCBR, the Canadian Mm -hmm. Center for Bioethical Reform. Mm -hmm. And they actually will be tabling. They will be there with their signs until November first week on campus. Yeah, they've been here already. Well, I guess by now it'll have been about eight times. Yeah, Yeah, they come about twice a week. They come onto campus into high traffic areas and they they continue to do the thing. And I just want to point out they're no longer hiding behind anti-sexist rhetoric, which I'm actually really glad about. Because Mm -hmm. one of the things that Karan went up to them and said is, if you're going to be pro-life, just say so. So I don't. (laughs) Maybe they took your advice, Karan. (laughs) I sure hope they did. Which which would be really funny, uh, them taking advice from a pro-choicer. <laughs> so, like, cute. Mm-hmm. Thanks for validating my, my life and my opinions. Yeah. I love validation. So this is great. Perfect. This is great for my ego. The bottom line is they're back. And they're attacking people again. Mm-hmm. And this is a when conversation. When we say attacking people, we mean that they are portraying their, their violent and basically kind of rights attacking beliefs as just a difference in opinion when their ultimate goal probably is the delegalization of abortion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're attacking people. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is the conversation that I have heard them having with people. Oh, yeah. So Christina and I are going to do some role play here. I'm a pro-lifer. Right. I'm not just, just so everyone knows, please. I am not a pro-lifer, oh, no. but in this situation <laughs> I am. <laughs> Hi ma'am. Do you have a second? Uh, okay, what's up? Uh, do you believe in human rights? Uh, yeah. Uh, so what is the species of the offspring when two humans have intercourse? What? Um, what is born when a woman is pregnant? Well. What's the species? Well, human. So you're telling me that you don't believe in rights for that human? What? Well... Did you know that there's about a million abortions happening every minute? <sighs> I can't. Well, we can't do this anymore. That's literally, that is literally the question that they're... Those, that's actually the series of questions we've heard them leading with dozens of times now. And here's, here's the thing. All of them are based on nothing. They are solely there to promote their propaganda. Uh, in fact, one of the pro-lifers who was standing there and giving me the biggest stink I have ever seen, (laughs) uh, was actually walking up to uh, people and saying that, hey, did you know that abortion in Canada is legal for nine months? (sighs) I just looked at her. What a pile of crap. I just looked at her and I was like, girl, are you serious? Because what? No, it's not. (laughs) Because it ain't. No. The vast majority occur within the first trimester. The vast, vast majority. And then they don't happen later. Like the the latest it can happen is 24 weeks. So about six months in. And then it'll only happen later. Basically, if it's like medically sort of approved and it's endangering the life of the woman or the person with the uterus who's carrying the child. Definitely. And it's it's just so annoying because they're spreading false information. And people are people who actually go up to them to talk to them are buying it Mm -hmm. they're like oh well i didn't know that (laughs) and you know what even if you didn't know that doesn't matter because it's not your body 
Exactly. It's not your body that we're talking about. And I, the thing, yeah, and the thing that gets me, the thing that they leave out of their conversation all of the time is that we're we're literally debating about a woman's body or again a person with a uterus it's this is this is somebody's body we're talking about we're talking about whether or not this person should have the ability to make a choice about their own body and when we were out there one of our signs is bodily autonomy is not up for debate and you know what when i was holding that sign someone came up to me and said who who had been talking to the pro-lifers and was like i see their point and i see your point which I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. And he started asking me, at what point do you consider that fetus to be a human? And I said, hmm, what I do consider a human is the female body or the body that is carrying it. Yes, there's no debate over that. And there's literally no debate over that. There is no other rights, no other rights present in this world that can trump that right. Mm Mm-hmm. Rights cannot be human rights for a cluster of cells cannot be used to trump rights of bodily autonomy over anyone else. Exactly. And you know what? I had to like take so many, so many steps to be polite with this gentleman, to be calm about it, even though I had already said that, hey, I'm not here for discourse. I'm not here to change your mind about it. Exactly. You can do whatever you want with your body. You're pro-life. Great. I don't care. Mm-hmm. We're not there to change their minds. And that's the thing. That's, that's you know, so for context, they've been, uh, you know, coming out like twice a week or whatever <laughs> this month. And uh, we go out there and we do counter protests. So we have signs that say we're pro-choice. We have signs that say bodily autonomy is not up for debate. And we basically try to provide students with additional warning of the graphic content that is ahead because they have these giant cards that show graphic images of piles of photoshopped dead babies and people will walk up and they'll be confused and they'll be like well okay so why why are you uh debating uh why are you why are you standing here and saying that you're pro-choice right now and a lot of the times it'll be people that are pro-choice themselves and we're like oh well listen like there's actually some people here that are distributing harmful materials and they're trying to i guess convince people to be pro-birth or anti-choice um they call themselves pro-life but uh we'll always say pro-birth or anti-choice or anti-abortion because that's actually what they are um yeah they don't <laughs> they don't give a crap about the baby quote-unquote's life yeah they don't, they don't care about that mm-hmm. yeah and exactly yeah exactly so basically what i'm trying to explain here is kind of our activist uh, approach and how we are actually combating this so when we go up there and we're out there with our pro-choice signs we are not there to well first of all we're not there to debate with them their minds are certainly made up And when they ask to debate with us, because that's their thing, they'll ask up and they'll say, well, what's your opinion? And they they like to say that they're engaging in consensual discourse and we'll be like, nope, we don't want to talk about this with you because that is validating them. That's Mm -hmm. validating it as just a difference in opinion Mm -hmm. rather than what it is, which is violent and harmful and extremely traumatizing for some students who are walking by on campus, just trying to go to class, trying to go about their days and having their rights called into question, having their bodies as grounds for debate. And this is what's annoying about it. And just to give you a little context, and I'm going to give a trigger warning at this point. 
If you can, please go to the Manitoban and look at the recent news article that was written by Malaka Bass, and it's called Pro-Life Campaign Sparks, Protests Outside University Center. And in the photo, I'm a little blurred out, and there's Shannon over there, uh, just behind me. In the cover photo, you will see how big these signs are. And once you've spotted the signs just behind me with people talking to the anti-abortionists, look at the photo, and on the other side of me is a brown board with a little piece of paper on it. Mm -hmm. That is what this university considers to be an adequate trigger warning. Mm -hmm. No one sees it there. No one sees it there, because you know what the first thing was when I walked out of tier and looked across campus? Those big signs with gory images that are photoshopped. Where was my trigger warning? Yeah. It wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I was so annoyed that that was a thing. And while we're out there, we'll experience a lot of instances of people coming up to engage with us. We, we've actually experienced overwhelming student and faculty support, which is awesome, from a lot of people that walk by and then we'll be like, pro-choice, and they'll be like, yeah, and they'll be like, obviously. <laughs> On October 19th, when we were protesting, there was a woman walking by, and I don't know if she works here or if she's just a student, but she was walking by and she was clearly annoyed by it. And she looked at our pro-choice signs. She was like, yes. And she started screaming and she was like, absolutely pro-choice. And then she started pointing towards all the anti-choicers and was like, F you, F you, F you too. And just started walking across quad. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing because oh honestly, how else do you react to someone who is like, mm, I am going to control what you do with your body? <laughs> Obviously, that was her reaction. So it was it, it is overwhelming, the support that we've been receiving, because mm -hmm. it is annoying. It's just annoying. Like, don't compare abortion to slavery, man. Like, I don't know how hard that is to understand. Apparently, it's really hard to understand. But yeah, so thankfully, we've been receiving all of that support, which is great. Sometimes people will walk up and they'll be either undecided or they will actually be pro-life and they'll start coming up and asking us to explain things, asking us to basically engage in debate. And if you're undecided, yes, I would in pretty much any other circumstance of my life love to sit down and have a conversation with you about why you should obviously be pro-choice. But the thing is, if we had a conversation with every single person who was coming up and asking us about this, we would not be able to spend, like that would, that would take up our time essentially because we're there to engage with the students who are already pro-choice basically like we're we're there to show them that yes these disturbing people are on this campus but we've got your backs and we're not going to let this slide this university the students we're not going to let this slide and like you're safe and a big thing that we're saying is you know what if somebody walks by and they are a sexual assault survivor and they see these signs and they had to get an abortion and you just see people attacking that and just completely disrespecting your humanity in that moment. And we're there to say, don't listen to them. We believe you and 
you're safe and your rights should be protected. That's why we're there. So some people will be like, oh, well, you know, your tactics aren't good, blah, blah, blah. You're not, you know, you're not, you're not debating with us. You're not educating us. And it's like, listen, like we only have so much time in a day. And also when people come up to talk with us, like frankly, they're standing in the way of our signs. Um, And we're there, like our signs are largely there to, again, stand as kind of a barrier and like another warning between the student body walking by and those graphic images so that's why we respond in the way that we do so and what's interesting to note too is that these people that are masquerading behind human rights and human rights violations are actually the ones that are extremely and have shown like blatant disregard towards any sort of humanity because when asbc women's representative shannon furness said in the manitobans interview these signs and these people that are there can make them feel victimized, vulnerable, or ashamed about if they were to have an abortion, if they have gotten one, and if they have gotten one, it can be tremendously re-victimizing. And she doesn't think that anyone deserves that whatsoever. To which, Kyle Coffey, who is the outreach coordinator for Canadian Centre for Bioethics Reform, disagreed. He said, the images themselves are not traumatizing. They bring up a past trauma. What? So much for humanity. No kidding. Who is he to decide how we react to these images? Like, at the very least, I would have thought that they would know that their images are, in fact, traumatizing. And I thought their tactic was that people would be traumatized enough that they would see things their way or whatever. If that's what he believes, then why why does he want those signs up there? Why does, like... <laughs> and that's the thing, right? When... One of my friends probed further into this Kyle Coffey dude. He found out that he is actually a part of another organization, or at least supports another organization that's called the Counter Revolution, which if you just go on to Facebook and look them up, uh, they have some tones of white supremacist propaganda, which is, you know, pretty freaking sweet. (laughs) So... So much for humanity and so Mm -hmm. much for human rights. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's just a joke. Yeah. Um, And we also, upon further investigation, found that Kyle Coffey on his Facebook has shared an image of a hat that says, Make Unborn Babies Great Again. Um, So we're not going to comment on that. You can just uh, do with that what you will. I'm actually slightly freaking out right now after... um, receiving this information so i'm just gonna take a step back (laughs) we're still you know as long as they're out there we're gonna be out there we're gonna continue to let the students know that their rights being attacked is not tolerated on this campus and here is what i need every listener to do every listener who at least attends the university of manitoba Mm -hmm. I want you to send an email to jackie.gruber at umanitoba.ca. In that email, I need you to highlight how harmful the information that this group has been distributing is to you and how triggering their torso-length signs that have gory images, how disturbing they are to you. I need you to highlight that it is extremely triggering. I need you to tell her how harmful it is because she is the only point of contact that is listed on the university's signs that administration likes to think are trigger warnings even though they are not so email jackie.gruber at umanitoba.ca 
That's J-A-C-K-I-E dot G-R-U-B-E-R at umanitoba.ca. She will be able to send all of the community feedback to administration, specifically to the people who have been approving this group's applications to be here on campus grounds. And hopefully this community feedback will lead these groups to never be able to apply again. That's what we're hoping for. So I need every listener listening right now to take five minutes out of their day and send an email to jackie.gruber at umanitoba.ca. You can look her up through People Search from the university website. You can request to meet with her and you can even pursue a formal complaint. That's right, with the Respectful Work and Learning Environment and Sexual Assault Procedure, you can launch a formal complaint against the Canadian Center for Bioethical Reform and maybe that can result in some sanctions against the group. We don't know that yet, but I need everyone to voice their concern. I know bureaucracy can be very demanding. I know that it's very, very tough to go through all these processes, especially as students. But I need everyone to take five minutes out of their day and send Jackie Gruber an email about your feedback. Yeah, and really do it. And if it's any consolation, if you're feeling apathetic, if you feel like it might help, all I'm going to say is there's a reason they're outside right now. They're having a really hard time being inside the university anymore. So it could literally voice your opinion because they might actually listen. A final comment that actually I would really like to add about why we're out there and how I talked about how some people may have experienced sexual assault and that winding up in pregnancy and that leading to them needing an abortion. While we've been out there, I have actually experienced two different people come up and tell me that that is exactly what happened to them and that they're glad that we're out there and, you know, like a big F you to the people trying to tell them that that's not right. That's why we're there. So switching gears here, just so you folks know, we actually had to take a little bit of a break after recording that because it was pretty hard hitting for both of us. Kyle Coffey would disagree, though, because he loves to tell people what to feel and what to do with their bodies. (laughs) Anyway, just uh, I'm not petty. You're petty. (laughs) Thank you for that. Okay, so it's October 25th. Halloween is right around the corner. Uh, Karan, can you please let us know a little bit about how not to be a jerk on Halloween? Yes, I will. I (laughs) gladly will. Yeah, I actually wrote an article on it in ASBC's Beyond ASBC magazine, which is an art student body council thing. If you're not on campus, don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, here's the article. It's titled, Why Certain Halloween Costumes Can Be Problematic and How to Avoid Them by me. (laughs) Before I start this article, I'm just going to say one thing. Dress up as vines for Halloween. Anyone object to that? No? Good. All right. Let's deconstruct why a costume can be a poor, poor choice. I will explain them using a few examples. But before I do, let's go back to the basics of what the point of dressing up on Halloween and its perception today is. So I was going to research the origin, and then I used a couple links, which gave me two different answers, and naturally I gave up on the research. What I can gather is that it's a very Celtic and Catholic originated to honor the dead, even though some places like France opposed it. Look up that part, though, because I also need to finish my online discussion post. Everyone has different reasons as to why they celebrate it. It is also celebrated in places like Mexico and is called Dia de los Muertos, And now bringing it back to today's perception, you know, why do people dress up for Halloween? Being funny, being clever, being hashtag relatable is a factor. Mm -hmm. 
Let's say you want to be funny or clever or edgy and, you know, <laughs> refuse to dress up as a vine, shaking my head. And you want to be funny, all right. Okay, let's say you think, ah, I should be edgy. Let me dress up as Caitlyn Jenner. That's a big no-no. <sighs> now, when you dress up for Halloween, you're certainly dressed out of the ordinary. Are you saying being trans is out of the ordinary? Or is funny? Now, someone might say, we're trying to normalize being trans. To which I say, on Halloween night? Trans folks are already at a high risk of being assaulted and dying by suicide. Learn how to be their allies instead of just ignoring what they really need from you. Similarly, after years and years and years of genocide, Native Americans and indigenous peoples have been marginalized wherein their culture is so removed from society. And keeping in mind, this might not be true for U of M community because a lot of student leaders are trying so hard to indigenize our campus. Thank you. I hate colonialism. Anyway, it's so marginalized that it's almost never ac accurately represented in media. How is it okay that we only indulge in their traditional headgears and have s that have such significant meaning to their culture that has survived years and years of torture when the people are still being killed and are giving up their water to quench us Winnipeggers' thirst just for one night and make a show out of it? Sorry, but that's not okay. Coming from a background that has been affected by colonialism, albeit differently, our skins, our culture, our clothing, our symbols are not costumes for one night. There is a fine line between cultural exchange and appropriation. Tread lightly. Now, do I really need to explain other costumes like blackface? Or do we see a theme thickening itself here? The same thing applies for kimonos and geisha costumes. Are you a self-identifying person of a particular ethnicity or marginalized community you're representing? If not, please don't wear cultural outfits or paint your skin a color it isn't. Don't dress up as people who can be triggering to survivors, aka politicians, and I refuse to say his name out loud, who condone sexual assault, violence, maybe the Nazis, etc. Don't dress up as a terrorist or any other problematic figure. Don't dress up as Jesus or any other religious figure or use any religious gear. It's absolutely the most unfunny thing ever and you'll definitely stick out like a sore thumb. For those fuming, Hmm, what should I do then? Literally, go Google, how should I not be a jerk for Halloween? And you will get a multitude of articles explaining how you can actually be funny for once. <laughs> Please note, racism, sexism, transphobia, Islamophobia, all the phobias can manifest themselves at this night. And you will see it happen because not everyone is super accommodating. But remember, queens, don't be racist, but make it fashion. Hold around and then make it fashion. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you, Karan. <laughs> I'm so petty. Thank you. Please, everyone, follow that extremely valuable advice. Yeah. If I see any blackface this Halloween, I'm going to throw a fit. I'm actually just going to throw a fit. <laughs> Hashtag punch a Nazi question mark. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm a pacifist, but oh, I will. I will. <laughs> I will be so raging. <laughs> I know. I know it. <laughs> I don't even know how to express how much I appreciate everything that Karan just said. I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for validating my existence. I love that. <laughs>
So that's all the time we have this time around. Um, thanks for tuning in to Wake the F Up on 101.5 UMFM Thursdays, 11 to 1130. We'll be back next week. Have a great Halloween. See you next time. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Christina. Hold on. I will stay strong and hold on. It won't be too long till the storm passes. Then the rain dries, just like the tears in your eyes. Life can give you a surprise, bad and good. And in the hood, the pressure is high. I understand the pressure you had. Man, you was our dad. Lost a child, I can't imagine. Left a wife, bills are racking. Four daughters, a mother and a brother We still love you and still get blue But I know how you would want us It's hard, it still haunts us I stay strong not cause of me I stay strong for those who love me I'll never commit suicide even if I wanna die Till I'm old in the land of ice and snow I know where I will go I will thrive, I will strive Most importantly I will 